Well, good morning. I almost thought my mic wasn't working. I was getting ready to just tap it, make sure. Is this thing I'm supposed to wear this thing or is this something else? What if I move? Amen. Well, if I move, they'll pick it up. That's their job, right? I love giving your sister a bad time, so I'll give you a bad time too. Amen. Go with me to Acts chapter 7 this morning. Acts chapter 7. Now, Jesus did something. He's, he did something like this. Peace be still. My Bible's turning all the pages, and I thought maybe it was... Brother Mackay, I'm going to have you come. Brother, Brother Tyler, I'm going to have you hold my Bible in a minute. Amen. Acts chapter 7, and uh, we'll read verses 1 through, 1 through 5. The Bible says this, Then said the high priest, Are these things so? And I'll give you back a story on this in just a second. This is Stephen now, and he said, Man and brethren, fathers hearken to the the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Quran. And he said unto him, Get thee out of, this, out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Quran. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as the set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession, and to his seed after him, when as yet he had no child. Father, we come to you today. Lord, you are in control of everything. You know everything that is happening past, present, and future. And Lord, I pray today, God, would you help us to trust you? Lord, as Mrs. Micaiah's testimony just now, Lord, a time in her life, 2019, she learned it's not just good enough to be saved, but we gotta trust you in everything. And Father, I pray you'd help us all do that. I think that's a, a learning process, a, a type of our, a, a part of our sanctification. But Lord, today I pray we would trust you in the times that are convenient and the times that are inconvenient. Father, I pray you'd give wisdom, Lord, as I preach your word. Father, I pray go forth with power and with might. God, you would speak to our hearts. We would have ears that are ready to hear, hearts that are ready to obey. And Father, the sin that be in our life, Lord, I pray you'd forgive us of it of this moment. Lord, that we could hear thee. Holy Spirit, we pray you go before us, minister to our heart the things which God would have us to hear today. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for teaching us. May you be honored and glorified today and all that is said and done now in your precious name. Amen. 
I guess I should introduce myself a little bit. Your church has been supporting us now for five years, I think it is. And um, we got into that mess because your pastor said, you need to go on the road and raise support. And our church was already um, in its teens. And uh, we, the Lord through that and some other things, amen, led us on the road. And your church has graciously supported our family for a number of years now. And, but it's been a little while since I've been able to come and be here, thanks to COVID, amen. But I, I'm glad to be here. And, and when Brother Mackay did call me and said, I want you to come, the Holy Spirit said, immediately go. That's why there was no hesitation. And so, and, and it wasn't, he didn't even offer to pay. I just thought I was paying. And then next thing I know, he calls me back. We're going to take care of your plane ticket. Great, Okay. And so he's like, get it done. And then he texts me like four times. Did you get it done yet? Did you get it done yet? Did you get it done yet? Um, he knows I, I have to be prompted, I guess, to, or, or I'll just take care of it and he won't get anything. But anyway, thank you for the plane ticket and the wonderful meals and the time of fellowship. And, and I'm praying for the John 316 ministry. I'm taking some, stealing some tracks when I go home so we can use it for our stampede service next Sunday. Amen. But, can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, about 15 years ago, the Lord laid on our church's heart to hold a stampede service. They're in the middle of stampede, obviously. And uh, our first service we ever had, we had 13 people come out after handing out 1,500 flyers. That make you feel like, what was the point? Amen? Um, but we went ahead and we had a good service and we had a good spirit, lots of hamburgers. And um, the next year, though, uh, Brother Tyler, you're a man of prayer. And the next year, the Lord laid on my heart for our church to fast and pray for a week before our conference. And so we started fasting and praying. And that year, the Lord brought 120. And so we praised the Lord for that. The following year, we fasted and prayed and more. And we prayed, God, would you bring people that we could share the gospel with? But we didn't stop there. We, we brought in preachers. We brought in singers to help us, people who had soul in. Because I just believe God wanted us to see people get saved. That year, God brought us 1,250 people. Wow. You have a heart to win souls, God will bring them. That's right. Amen. The following year, we asked God to do the same thing. That year was 1,500. The next year, we asked God to do the same thing. 1,750 people came through our grounds at the Remax building, and then God moved our church into the basement of our home. We couldn't hold it for a few years, and um, it was only a few years ago that we were able to get back into it, so this year we're praying for another thousand people to come to the grounds, and uh, we have the Featherstones coming to sing for us. We brought in more preachers, and we're going to fast and pray this week, and I think God will do more than a thousand. Amen? And uh, I believe we're going to see some souls saved. And we've had a couple families added to the church. But the more important thing is we've got the gospel all over the world because of that service. All over the world. We've sent, we've sent letters, thank you letters for coming, to Germany, to Australia, to England, to the Philippines. to I mean, literally, almost every continent in the world we've sent letters to. So we, we thank the Lord for that. I want to bring a, the Lord gave me a message, and I, I believe it's for us today, and as soon as um, Pastor Micaiah and I were talking, 
he said, would you, would you stay over Sunday and preach for us? Because I, I have a missionary here in town and I wanted to see him. And I was praying about how to do things and how long to stay and when to go home. And um, the Lord, again, the Holy Spirit impressed me and said, yes. And I told Pastor Mackay, I'd be honored to. And the Holy Spirit fills you and says, yes, you just go. Amen. Um, but he gave me a message entitled this. It's an inconvenience to serve God. It's an inconvenience to serve God. I think you know that better than anybody. Amen. Building after building after building and non-building after non-building after non-building, rain and at least you don't have terrible snow. Amen. It's During COVID, we had to have church outside. It was minus 40. The wind was blowing and snowing when I'm preaching and the people are in their cars listening to me over the radio. That's inconvenient, amen. Uh, but uh, cold. cold, very cold. It was very quick service, amen. But uh, sometimes in our life, it's an inconvenience to serve God. It's not always gonna be convenient to serve him. Our Lord told us to be faithful in, in, due, in due season, in, in season and out of season, amen. And there's going to be some times in our life where we're going to be out of season, it seems like, in the service of our Lord. There's going to be times in your life where you're not going to want to serve God, where it's not going to be a highlight to serve God. You know, it's always great to serve God when we're on the mountaintop and the church is growing, there's money in the bank, and people's lives are doing good, and there's money in their bank accounts. Their families are well fed. It's, it's fun to come to church, amen. And there's food everywhere. Those are the convenient times. But we're going to look at a chapter where Stephen, a man full of the Holy Ghost, newly appointed to the church in Jerusalem to be a deacon, begins to preach. And one thing you'll notice about all the deacons in the church of Jerusalem they all became evangelists. They weren't power-hungry people. They were full of power of the Holy Ghost. But they weren't power-hungry. They were men who were full of the Holy Ghost that God would use to see cities changed for the glory of God. Stephen begins to speak in, the, in one of the synagogues leading up to chapter 7, and some of the men began to dispute with, the, with him and started to fight against what he was preaching and what he was teaching. And listen, when you preach and teach the word of God as it is, by the power of God, people are not going to like it. And people are going to rise up within the church to go against the word of God. Many times we think the church is filled with all of God's people, but don't forget that among the wheat, there are tares. The Bible teaches us that wolves rise up within the church. This is an encouraging message, isn't it? Amen. It gets better. What I'm saying to us today is this. Sometimes it's going to be inconvenient to serve God. But you have a choice to make. Am I going to continue to serve God, or am I going to bow out? We're going to look at four different people that Stephen brought out. 
Look with me here in verse 2. And he said, Men and brethren and fathers, hearken. The glory of God appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Quran. And he said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Quran. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into his, this land wherein you now dwell. We look at Abraham first. And we, one thing we know about Abraham is he was a man who faithfully obeyed God. He faithfully obeyed God. But in his obedience to God, it was an inconvenience for him to leave his country. In our church, we've seen the Lord uh, bring a whole bunch of Hutterites. Our church exploded during COVID with Hutterites. We went from 50 to over 90, and we're actually running over 100, I didn't realize it, with full of Hutterites who were leaving the colony, and it was an inconvenience for them to leave. Now God has allowed them to see them get get saved and discipled, and now God's moved them. I'm not very happy about that. It wasn't very convenient for God to move our people. Amen. But he's moved them, and they're serving God where they're at, and they're still seeing people get saved. I have, I have pastors write me and say, we're intertwined through this person, and we thank God for your ministry because she's winning souls over here. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. It's an inconvenience for our church to see them go, but it's very convenient to see people get saved. Amen. Here, Abraham, God comes to Abraham and he says, I want you to leave everything that you know, the land that you have dwelt in, the people you know, the, the home you know, the, the comforts you know, and I'm going to bring you to a place that I'm not going to tell you. Sometimes it's inconvenient. We have recently, the Lord has added to our church again and as he's moved out the Hutterites, he's moved in the Ukrainians. It's interesting to see how God's doing this. I'm praying we get the Ukrainians longer than three years this time, though. But as he's moved the Hutterites out, he's moved the Ukrainians in. You know, these people are refugees, literal refugees. When they came to our church, one of the men in our church, he, one of the Ukrainian men, he came to, it, came to me after church and he said, I want to show you my house. Started showing me pictures of his house. And out, how many of you have seen the old World War II movies where the bomb is literally stuck in the street and pointing up and it hasn't blown up yet? That's literally outside of his house. There's a bomb outside of his house. And it's caved in the ground and the side of his house is all shattered. Some of it's missing. His house, it, it was amazing. They, they just happened to not be there when the, when the bomb went off. And they had to leave Ukraine. And we have five or six families in our church with the same testimony. Leaving, fan, leaving friends, leaving family, leaving their homes they own, leaving, leaving their, their work, their trades, their, everything that they knew that God had given them, they had to leave. Sometimes it's inconvenient to serve God. They had to come to a country that they didn't know anything about, to a language they don't know. And they have to listen to a preacher speak too fast while they're trying to translate in the seats. We've had to learn to slow down. Amen. 
It's interesting in our church, you can, when they all first came, they all individually were translating to each other the little bit of English they do, and the ones that knew a lot of English, they would lean over and translate the messages, and it, it sounded like we had whispering winds throughout the whole auditorium, but we've learned to live with it. Sometimes it's inconvenient to serve the Lord. He had to leave his country. He had to leave his family. How would you like to be Abraham going to his wife and saying, Mrs. Abraham, we're going to leave. Where are we going? I don't know. How are we doing it? I don't know. When are we leaving? Now. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean now? What about my house? We're going to live in a tent. It's going to be, we're going to go camping. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> 20 years, I didn't realize my wife liked camping. I thought she didn't like it. She thought I didn't like it. And we own an RV. And for 20 years, we didn't go camp because we thought we each didn't like it. We didn't want to inconvenience one another. Sometimes it's good to communicate. Amen? It helps. Could you imagine being Abraham coming to his family, his friends, and saying, I'm going to leave. Where are you going? Don't know. I'm just going to follow God. Wherever he goes, that's where I'm going. Where do you think we would put him today? Amen? Yeah. You're crazy. A little bit. Yeah. Sometimes it's inconvenient to serve God. It's not always going to go your way. Matter of fact, if it's going your way, you're in the wrong way. Amen. He had to go to a land of... Look with me at verse 6 here. And God spake on this wise that his seed should sojourn. Back up to verse 5. And he gave him none inheritance. Now, back in verse 4, God says, I'm going to give you a land. But in verse 5, he says this, And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for possession and to his seed after him when he has... when. When he didn't even have a kid yet. You know, Abraham packs up his family and, and his wife, his, his father, as we learn in the scripture, and they go to Quran and they're waiting there. His father dies and God says, it's time to go again. Now, now wait, God, I just buried my father. I don't want to leave this place. Hey, Abraham, we just buried your dad. Why are we leaving already? And Lot comes and says, you know, uncle, I'm going to come with you. And I'm sure Mrs. Abraham said, no, I'm not looking after that boy. I can't tell you that for sure. I'd never met her. One day we will. Amen. She'll probably correct me. <laughs> but could you imagine living... You leave your homeland, you, you go to this place called Quran, and, and now you're there, and your father-in-law dies, your dad dies, you're grieving, and God says, it's time to leave again, and I'm going to take you to a place that I'm going to give you, but I'm not going to give it to you now. Matter of fact, I'm not going to give it to you at all, but I'm going to give it to your children. How, how would you feel about leaving all your homeland? A little inconvenient. Amen? A little inconvenient. Verse 8. 
says this, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. Let me just say to you as an old man, that would be very inconvenient. Amen. It's already inconvenient for our babies. But as an old man, as a 13-year-old boy, right? He would circumcise Ishmael. That's exciting. Not exciting. Inconvenient. He would have to take time to heal. God would give him this sign. But look at, continue with me in verse 8. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. All leading up to here, Abraham's life has not been convenient. No convenience in his Christian life. None. Continually moving, continually going to places he knows not, continually wondering where is the Lord going to lead us today, continually answering the questions of his wife if she had not had faith in God. Where are we going today? I don't know, but let's pack up and go because God's moving. I don't want to go today. Well, honey, we don't have a choice. Inconvenient leadership, right? Talk about marriage stress. If she didn't have a walk with God. But we know she did. Hallelujah. Inconvenient. But notice something. By faith. You know what it's going to take for us to serve God in the inconvenient times is faith. Obedience. Faith is obedient. Is Sorry, faith is believing in action. I had to catch my thought there. It's believing in action. Abraham believed God. We know from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8 down, and I, I won't take it for time because I've only got five minutes. But in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 down, we read of Abraham and how he was called out of his place and how he sojourned in the land of promise in a strange, uh, strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. And, and, but God used Abraham, and Abraham believed God. And here in verse 8, the Bible says, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat 12 patriarchs. The faith continued because there was a man who stepped up by faith, believing God and put his faith in action. Sometimes it's going to be difficult for us to serve God. It's going to be inconvenient for us to serve God. We read in this uh, passage of Joseph, and he's one of the patriarchs, but the patriarchs would take Joseph and put him into a pit and sell him. It was inconvenient for Joseph to serve God. It was inconvenient for Joseph to dream. He would tell them, here's the dream that God gave me. And his brethren would come to him and say, you're nuts. The parents would say to him, I'm not going to bow down to you. It wasn't Joseph's dream. It was God's vision. Amen. Can I say to you, don't lose your dream. Dream. Have that vision. Without a vision, the people perish. Amen. I'm going to go through this quick now. 
We see here in Abraham, a man had to faithfully obey God. He stepped out and circumcised his child. He stepped out and believed God would give them an inheritance, even though they knew he would be there for 400 years and come out of slavery. But he believed God. He believed God so much that God would give him a son, and that son would bear another son, and that son would bear 12 sons. Amen. And one of these sons had a dream of God and God would use him. It was inconvenient for Joseph to be sold into slavery. It was inconvenient for him to go through a time of dearth and famine. And there's going to be times in our Christian life where it seems like we just can't even hear God. A dearth and a famine. Inconvenient. But in 9, verse 9b, look at this. And patriarchs moved with the enemy, sold Joseph into Egypt. Look at this. Underline it in your Bible. But God was with him. Can I say to you, as you faithfully obey God, God will be with you too. Amen. Don't lose your dream. Realize that God is with you. We see in this portion of Scripture, Moses, in verse 17. But when the time of promise was drew nigh, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dealt subtly with our kindred and evil and treated our fathers so that they cast out their young children to the end they might not live. Moses. You know, it was inconvenient for Moses to be born when he was. A time of death a time where he should not have lived. It was inconvenient for Moses' mother and father to care for that child for three months, even though they, they should have put him out. It was inconvenient for them to, to have their, their daughter go to the, to the bushes and find Pharaoh's daughter taking care of the child. And Could you imagine if she said the wrong thing? Amen. But God gave her wisdom. Could you imagine being uh, her, Moses' mother wondering and praying to God, please, Father, don't let these women say a word that I am this child's real mother. She's getting to raise her son. Could you imagine the disdain that some of the women felt? Inconvenient. 40 years old, he, he rises up. God makes him a strong man. Verse 22, we, we know how Moses said, I couldn't talk, I'm not a man of great wisdom. But verse 22 says this, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. This was not a light man. At 40 years old, this was a leader. He rises up to lead, and his own brethren berate him. Who are you? You're going to kill me like you did the other guy? Inconvenient. You know, don't stop leading. Don't stop leading. Keep going. Through Moses, we, we see this in verse 30. And when 40 years was expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. Can I say to you, if you will stay 
faithful to God in the inconvenient times, God will appear to you as he did Moses. It may not be in a burning bush, but he will make himself known. God promised us in the New Testament that he would manifest himself in our presence. I don't know about you, but during the practice time, I felt the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd take my glasses off, wipe the tears off away from my ears, my eyes. Amen. Sometimes it's an inconvenience to serve God, but let God appear unto you. Stay faithful. Obey him. Keep dreaming. We read of Stephen finally in this last part of this chapter. And he, Stephen, was a man that was faithful unto death. Stephen was a man that was a preacher. But you know, as he preached this chapter and he gave an account to God and to these men, it was an inconvenience for him to be gnashed upon with teeth of men. It was not very convenient. It was inconvenient for him to preach and preach to closed ears. They, they shut their ears and started yelling. It was an inconvenience to preach to hard hearts. It was an inconvenience for Stephen to be cast out of the city. It was an inconvenience for him to be stoned. But the Bible tells us that he was a man that God filled with the Holy Ghost during this time. Can I say to you, in the inconvenient times of service to God, if we'll just be faithful, he will fill you. Amen. And like, like Stephen, you will see God according to verse 56. And you too, like Stephen, will be able to give yourself to God and say, Lord, here's my spirit, receive it. You, like Stephen, can have scripture fulfilled in your life that we have been promised that God has predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son. And in verse 60 of this chapter, you see Stephen say this unto the, unto the Lord. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. In the midst of death, in the midst of inconvenience, he still prayed, Father, forgive them. Listen, sometimes it's going to be inconvenient for us to serve God. It's going to be inconvenient for us to go forth by faith. Serving God is not a convenience. It is something you commit to. Jesus Christ said, take up your cross and follow me. In closing, it was not convenient for John the Apostle to be boiled in a barrel of oil multiple times. It was not convenient for Stephen to be stoned. It wasn't convenient for Matthew to be slain. It wasn't convenient for Mark to be dragged through the streets until he was dead. It wasn't convenient for Luke to be hanged or Peter and Simon to be crucified or Andrew to be tied to a cross. It wasn't convenient for the church in Jerusalem for James to be beheaded. None of the death of the saints of God were convenient, but God used them. It wasn't convenient for me to lose my brother to cancer, but God used it. 
Sometimes it's going to be inconvenient for us to serve God. But will we commit and say, God, I will be faithful. I will obey. I will dream. I will go. And I will be faithful unto death. It's an inconvenience to serve God. But he is worthy. Father, we come to you. Lord, we ask now that you would move in this invitation time. Lord, I pray that we would be a people who would bow our hearts, our mind, our wills to you. And Lord, we would serve you in the inconvenient time, for thou art worthy. Lord, I pray we'd be faithful people in obedience, faithful in the dreams you give us, faithful in the times of hardship, faithful unto death. Lord, I pray we take up our cross and follow you. Lord, in this short time, I pray you'd move in the people's hearts. And today, this church would be transformed by thee. We ask and pray this now in your son's name. As God has moved in your heart, would you be faithful? Would you say, preacher, would you just pray for me in this time? I'm praying right now God would make me faithful. But would you pray with me too? Would you raise your hand? Amen. Hands all over the place. Amen. Lord, help me to be faithful. Help me to serve you in the inconvenient time. I'm answering, Lord. And the Lord sees. Father, I pray you would move upon each one that raised their hand, that you would hear their request to be faithful. Lord, in the convenient and the inconvenient times, we thank you for them. Lord, for those who didn't raise, Lord, I pray you continue to work in their heart. Lord, that we would all be found faithful for thee. We ask and pray this now and only, only one we could come in, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Pastor Mikhail.